and there's no restricted, unrestricted ground for us. Jesus wants us to go everywhere, every nooks and cranny of our community. He wants us to get in there and salt it and light it as a church. And I love that. And as a street pastor, it's been exciting just serving God, walking the streets. It's been exciting just sharing with people. Some people say, are you not scared? I said, why should I? You know, the first time I thought I heard a voice from God apart from this guy Amos, I was in a nightclub in Wardour Street in the West End. 3.30 in the morning. Young people, close your ears. I was smoking some drugs. You didn't hear that, but I was. 3.30 in the morning. And I heard a voice. I didn't know it was God. I heard a voice. What are you doing here? You do not belong here. Sunday evening, I was in Primrose Hill with my friends hanging out Sunday evening. Again, a Christian came up and began to share Jesus with me. And I sort of said, pushed him aside, said, forget that. But as I, was, as I was smoking again, this Jesus, through his word, turned up and began to speak to me. The question I asked, what was God doing in a nightclub, 3.30 in the morning? In a nightclub. I'm on the streets at four in the morning and God is working and speaking. I'm having st stories and telling people stories about Jesus. Why? Because they want to know about Jesus. We need to be there. We need to be there. And so this book helps you. Let me just share a few things with you. I've been fascinated by Paul's letter as he writes these things. He said, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the body, I live by faith in him. And I love this. The son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. All what we do tonight, what we've done tonight, is because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. We worship because of what Jesus did on the cross. We give because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. We confess our faith because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And Paul was passionate about Jesus. He was passionate about the gospel of Jesus. So much so, hear what he says, for me to live is Christ. And to die, it's a gain. I'm excited about my lifestyle because I'm living for Jesus. Everything about him. Hear what he says again. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. We need to understand that there's something that is passionate and dynamic that happens in our lives deep down when Jesus is resident there. We cannot help ourselves. And no, we're not eccentric people. We're people who are intelligent, coherent, but yet people who are passionate about Jesus and the power of the cross. And people need to see that. They need to hear that. They need to understand that. The challenge that we have in the 21st century is this, that there are far too many, what I call 007, secret agent, licensed to do nothing. There are far too many Christians who are embarrassed about their faith. So in school, in college, at work, they're undercover. Nobody knows. 
that they're Christians. They feel intimidated. They feel that people are going to say, hey, you're Christians, so I'm going to marginalize you. And yet in the 21st century, people want to get their heads around. Why do we come to church? Why do we lift our hands up? Why do we give our time and our money to the church? Why do we do it? They need to get their heads around it. One chief inspector said to me, Les, when I first met you, I, I thought you were wacky. And I thought your initiative was wacky as well. But how wrong I was. That's what he said to me. Couldn't get his head around it. I said, it's difficult for you, Sean, to get your head around it. You need to understand Jesus. People couldn't understand him. First of all, he loved the unlovable. Secondly, he would identify with anyone. Doesn't matter who they are, what they've done, where they're at. He will identify with them. Because there's a beautiful word in the Bible called grace. And he seeks to lavish us with his grace. And the more we understand Jesus and his grace is the more we understand how privileged and how blessed we are to know Jesus. And that makes us excited. That makes us passionate about Jesus. It's interesting because I spend majority of my time meeting with all kinds of people who are heads of organization. And I remember one day I was on the eighth floor of Scotland Yard. And I'm having, you know, a meeting with guys. And, you know, there's more brass in that room than Ali G had on. And so we were talking about cohesion and how do we, you know, how we, they police London in a good way, in a professional way. And I was there, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, great time. We had a wonderful time. We were talking about community cohesion, and we are talking about how do we help people and all sorts of things. And at the end of the meeting, with about 25 people, at the end of this meeting, I said, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, as a church minister, first of all, and a Christian, I want to say this to you all. Thank you for police in London. Thank you for sometimes laying your life on the line. Thank you for all those hours you've done and no one has showed any gratitude to you. And secondly, some of you have no faith, some of you may be of other faith, but as a minister, I want to pray for you all today. I want to pray for your family. I want to pray that the Jesus that I believe will give your family peace because I know that police go through a lot of, um, there's a high divorce rate amongst police officers. I want to pray that God will sustain marriages. I want to pray for your children. I want to pray that God will give you a strategy to police. Them. I want to pray that God will protect you. Every head bowed and I prayed. And afterwards an officer said to me, Les, it's very apparent that you do believe in what you believe and you do believe in what you preach great conversations you see people want us to to declare who we are people you may think that people would sideline you and marginalize you but actually people are curious about us we've allowed them to think we're nutters and some of you are but they really want to understand us 
The first night I've gone on the street as a street pastor, a guy comes up to us at 1.30 in the morning and says, Oi, mate, who are you? He said, we're the church. You're a bit early for church, aren't you, mate? <laughs> Secondly, he says, which church are you from? And I said, hmm, all of them. I was really excited because the Catholic was there and the Baptist was there. That was a miracle. And then the Anglicans were there. And it was really amazing. And I was excited about the church being on the street together. And then he says, wait, mate, why do you do this? And I said, we do this because the Bible tells us, Jesus tells us that we should love our neighbors as ourselves. He didn't ask us, he commands us to love those that perhaps don't look like us, to love those who are behaving badly, to love those who are wicked and evil, to love those who go robbing people, to love those who abuse their family, to love them and to care for them. He said, mate, how long will you be doing this for? It's as if he had some insight into the church. Because you see, so often in the church, we have this sort of two weeks mission mentality and culture. We take two years to plan two weeks. We take two weeks to do two weeks, two year, a year to recover from the two weeks, and another year to say, should we do it again? Incredible. And then he says this, boy, mate, I think you're an effing good geezer. I felt I've never been so affirmed in my life. When was the last time someone told me in church that I was a good geezer? I realized that people in church don't thank you for what you do. And then he says, mate, I want to give you a hug. And he hugged me. He says, mate, you're a great geezer. I thought, wow. In fact, people so much appreciate what we do on the street, they offer us a pint. Kebab. Fried chicken because they appreciate what we do. Isn't it incredible? I've got to tell the team, hey guys, no eating on, on duty. Because people appreciate that. Because people are curious, why do you do what you do? One guy, head of Liquid Nightclub, he says, he says, Les, do you want my nightclub? He said, you can have my nightclub to do diversity program, half term or during a six weeks holiday. 2,000 seats in nightclub. 2,000 people could hold in that nightclub and he wanted to give it to me. Totally free of charge. Why? Because he admires what we do. You know my challenge was? Couldn't find the Christians or the church to pick that nightclub, to work with youth service and the police and to make something happen within that nightclub. Five months later, I was back in that nightclub speaking to police and all sort of people packed out that nightclub. Why do they do that? Because they recognize that there's something in you that they can't get their head around. And it's Jesus. It's Jesus. And so Jesus is challenging us. And Paul reminds us that it's important that if Christ is in us, he becomes the hope of glory. If Christ is in us, people begin to get hope because of what? Not so much what we say, but what we do. Christianity is as much practical and relevant as it is preaching of the gospel. It's holistic. It's not one or the other. It goes together. 
So if we declare that Jesus loves us, we need to show it. If we declare that Jesus is interested in us, we need to demonstrate it. And here's Jesus' challenge. Jesus' challenge is, is not the world is in a mess. It's the church to rise up and respond that he may use us. That's the challenge of Jesus, his church. That he could use us. He could use us so that we could bring hope to people. He could use us so that men and women may understand the power of the gospel. You and I. Not your minister, not just the team or the worship man, but you and I. Just imagine the impact if you and I were making it happen individually in our place of work, in our schools, in our colleges, in our universities, on our streets. Last year, the local council planned a diversion and it went through my road. And I saw an email from residents who were on my street and they said, we're going to have a meeting in a pub. So I thought, fantastic, I'm, I'm there. Count me in. So I went into this local pub and walked to the guy. He says, Les, do you want a drink? And, you know, grabbed my pint, you know, and I walked over to the guys and they were all talking. I just stood back and listened and people were angry because this diversion was coming through this avenue. So I said, guys, hold on a minute. Why don't we just get the contractor, get the counselor, and um, get someone from the council office and let's have a conversation with them. It's a fantastic idea, Les. So an email went off and we had a meeting to just two doors away from me. And the guy said across the road, the guy said, now, some of these folks, I haven't met them yet. Some of them, for the first time, I meet them because they've come from right across the street. And the guy said, listen, we're decent citizens. We're good people. We've even brought our priest with us. Point at me. And I thought, incredible. Isn't it amazing? You see, Christianity is not just singing good hymns. It's salt. It's right there where people are crying out. It's right there where people have a need. It's always there when people are in need. It's right there, visible. They could touch it. They could feel it. They could experience it. And Paul was saying, listen, guys, I'm living, and I'm living for Jesus. He works in me. He reveals himself through my life, through my ministry. The places he takes me, people understand that he's there. They hear him, they see him, they can feel him. I was speaking to Anne just earlier on and she was talking about, you know, someone who was at the police station and, and had a card and he had a card of the church of street pastors and he was able to phone um, Anne and they went and got him and took him to a place that he could get refuge and sheltered. That's the church, an Iranian. We need to be there. We need to recognize that Jesus is living in us. We need to recognize that Jesus wants to use us. We need to recognize and make ourselves available so that we could declare his kingdom has come in us. And men and women are receiving. They're receiving of his love.
I'm excited about that. I'm excited that I'm not sitting back and God doesn't want us to sit back, but God wants us to step out. Step over the fear, step over all those anxieties, and God wants us to move out under his grace and under his power. I love the scripture when it says this, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I love that. Come on, I love that. I love the fact that, you know, sometimes I get anxious, but I could do it through Jesus. Sometimes I feel fearful, I feel out of my depth, but through Jesus I could do it. And in the 21st century, what society needs is Christians who are passionate and who are willing to engage wherever people are. Engage. I'm in the liquid nightclub in Aberdeen. And we're there commissioning our street pastors. They've provided drinks, soft drinks, sandwiches, sound system, everything. And I said, go for it, guys. And there we are in the liquid nightclub singing, worshiping, the bishop commissioning, all sort of things are happening in a nightclub. Why they said come? They said come because we have blessed them, because we're out there for them, because we've demonstrated Jesus' love. Listen, the church is not dead. Now, you miss an opportunity to say hallelujah. You know, the church is not dead. It's alive. And the church is you and I. The church is you and I. You and I. We are the church. And it's through us his kingdom will come. It's through us his will will be done. It's through us men and women will come to faith. We've just finished a book called Faith on the Street. And here's a guy. Here's a guy. He's a, a nice... He's a bouncer in the nightclub. He was a former paramilitary guy. He went away to Northern Ireland. He's come back and he's at his nightclub and he sees these people walking on the street. He uses a few obscene language to describe these people and asks his colleagues, who are those guys? But a few months later, he meets the coordinator and the coordinator spends time to talk to him and he realized that the coordinator wasn't a nutter, wasn't some bizarre eccentric person, but the guy was intelligent, the guy was passionate about people, the guy was passionate about his community and he was doing something for his community. He got talking. Five months later, he's at a local church getting baptized. He's now helping people, taking them to AA. He's changed the policy of the nighttime economy about how they care for people within all the nightclubs in his community. This year, he's going to the Salvation Army College to train as a Salvation Army officer. Why? Because a group of Christians walking on the streets, clearing people, helping people who are vulnerable on the street. He saw something. Made him react violently, but as he met and questioned, and he understood, he said, I want that. It wasn't street pastor he wanted, it was Jesus. It was Jesus he wanted. And I want to declare to us tonight, it is Jesus our society is longing for. It is Jesus they want to understand. And I want to declare tonight and remind us that this Jesus that they're looking for is in us. He's in us. And this Jesus wants us to go and to salt, and to light, 
and to sit down and to explain and to help people to understand that he loves them unreservedly, unequivocally. He loves. And because he loves, he wants to forgive. And because he forgives, we become recipient of his kingdom, of grace, of joy and peace in the Lord. I want to just encourage us tonight that we take another step forward for Jesus. That step says, I'm going to become passionate. I'm going to become radical. I'm going to go beyond the boundaries of my own life experience. I'm going to allow Jesus to work in me and through me for his purpose. I'm going to allow Jesus to do that. I want to pray for you. And I want to ask the Lord just to help you. Help you. I've discovered over the years, the more I get to know Jesus, is the more I realize that I need to go deeper in him. The more I get to know Jesus, is the more I realize he does things in my life. I'm excited about it. Because I've realized that Jesus hasn't just called me to come to church, to sit down and together woodworm in my posterior. But he's actually called me for a purpose. He's actually called me and given me a mission. All of us. He's called us for a purpose and a mission. And you know something? My prayer is that I will fulfill his calling, his purpose, and the mission. That's my prayer. I want to pray for you that you will be stirred up as Paul and that you say, Jesus, the life that I'm now living, I want to live in you and through you and that my life will bring honor and glory to your name. I want to just pray and I want to just pray for you that God will really bless you and anoint you, give you the passion and the zeal, the courage to be a, a Christian wherever you serve wherever you study wherever you live why don't you just stand with me as I pray for you Lord Jesus we have received the greatest message that has ever been proclaimed in this universe. We've received the Son of the living God in our lives. We've received you. And Lord, I ask tonight that you will take us up in a special way and that you'll take us to another level in our faith, in our understanding, and in our commitment. I ask that the fire of the Holy Spirit will burn in our lives. And I ask that you'd help us to be passionate, sold out for you. I ask you that you'll give us the courage that wherever we serve, that you'd use us for your honor and your glory. Save us from being spectators. And help us to be part of the labor force. Part of the program 
to see this nation change. Part of the mission to reach and impact this generation. Father, use us. And Father, minister to us through your spirit. Do a great work through us. Let your kingdom come through us. Father, I pray this and I ask this in the wonderful name of your son, Jesus. Amen. 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 You can get any of these books at the back as you're going out. Thanks. So we're going to um, we're going to finish with a song. If I can get the worship team back up. But one of the things that we have as a value here at St. Paul's is uh, the value of praying for anybody who wants prayer. So uh, we're going to have a song, and after the song, I'm going to give a, a blessing so that we're then free. And I believe there are pork and stuffing rolls being served from the kitchen and other things there. One of the things we want to do is to stay and do community together. There's a table at the back here with all the street pastor stuff on, some of Les's books and some information if you want to get involved locally. I encourage anybody to go along and have a look at that and see if that's something you'd like to do. And uh, I think David Reed is here from St. Paul's, who's one of the street pastors and He'd love to tell you a bit more, so there's an opportunity to sign up for that this evening. Um, but if you, if you feel this evening God has stirred you, and you want to step out a bit more, but you think, I, I don't know if I can do that, that's what the Holy Spirit comes to do. So we want to invite you, after the blessing, to come forward and to allow one of our team to pray with you that you might know God's Holy Spirit powerfully at work within you and and of course if you come with any other need tonight if you would like prayer for healing if you'd like prayer for a broken relationship or an uncertain future or anything else we would love to pray for you so right now we're going to give thanks to God and uh, thank him for what he has done for us thank you
I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And Lord, we ask that we would be so filled with you this week that you would overflow from our lives into our schools and colleges and workplaces and communities, into our families and our homes, into our friends and our flatmates, wherever they may be, that, Lord, your light would shine brightly through us and that we truly would be salt and light. So the blessing of God be upon you and shine out from you each and every day. Amen. Amen. Friends, there's community, there's pork and stuffing rolls at the back. There's a table at the back there with street pastor stuff on. But if you would like to come for prayer, please just make your way down the front and we would love to pray for you as well. Thank you.